waiting on our piano player. Man, everything's flopped tonight. Looks like, uh, well, Brother uh, Jesse Riglin back there, he's, he just takes whichever side's got the more people in it. So he's sitting on the right side tonight. Man, we're going to have to do a contest next week and see, you know, wh- who, who can fill their side the most, and, and we'll have to have some sort of a contest or something like that. I, hey, I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm, I'm impartial. See, I'll come on this side and preach a little bit on this side, and then I'll come and preach the rest of the message on this side. Then you know who I'm talking. No, I'm kidding. I, don't, I never do that. Anyhow, well, good evening. It's good to have you all here with us this evening. We're going to start by opening our hymn books together. If you would, please stand with me. We're going to turn to hymn 106. 106. Praise Him, praise Him. And that's exactly what we're going to do this evening. We're going to praise Him, praise Him in all three verses. Praise Him. to praise him this evening. We've got a lot to praise him for. Uh, well, let's open our service this, uh, this evening, a word of prayer. Uh, Brother Jim, would you open our service this evening?
sing that it glorifies you. And I, I ask that you please clear our minds for the sermon this night. Open our hearts to it, that we understand it, we break it down, and it's your word only, no man's word, just your word only, Lord, that we can interpret it and use it in our everyday lives. We thank you and we praise these things in your most holy name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I do have a few announcements for us this evening. Uh, I know I touched on most of these this morning, but I will, I'll touch on them again this evening. Uh, I want to remind all of the ladies, if you have a bulletin and it says October the 15th for the Ladies Fellowship, uh, if you would please cross that out, uh, just the, the October 15th part. Uh, I was working on it this morning, uh, getting the bulletin ready, and I didn't think about it and just put today's date in it. Uh, so the Ladies Fellowship is not today, ladies. It is going to be this coming Thursday. So uh, count whatever that is, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's like the 19th. The 19th of this week, uh, please, uh, ladies, put this on your calendars. Uh, this is going to be a time, of course, for the ladies to get together for uh, their monthly fellowship. Uh, but they're going to have uh, they're going to have some food together. They'll have some fellowship, of course. Uh, but they'll be working on projects for the Worldwide Evangelism Conference that's coming up. Uh, in actually, I looked today, and it's only 19 days away. Uh, we are less than 20 days away uh, from having this conference and man i'm getting excited about it uh, i'm looking forward to getting those speakers out here to speak for us and uh, i hope you're getting excited about it i hope you're letting your friends know and your family know uh, about that it's gonna be a wonderful time there uh, but the ladies are going to be working on some uh, projects for that uh, so please keep that in mind and again i want to remind all of the all of the men that our men's prayer breakfast is being uh, switched from the second uh, saturday of each month to the first Saturday of each month. I want to remind uh, all the men of that. It's just moving it one week earlier. Uh, and then also that day, we'll also be having our trustee meetings. Uh, so trustees, if you uh, would please mark that on your calendars at the first Saturday. Yes, sir. It's not going to start until December. And I should have said that this morning. I apologize. It doesn't start till December because of uh, the conference coming up the first weekend of November. So we're going to have everything is going to be kind of jumbled up uh, this next month. But uh, we'll get it working right for December, hopefully, uh, depending on our Christmas schedule, because now we're into the holiday season and uh, everything's different. So uh, just keep your ears open. I'm saying all these things, but just basically keep your ears open. Check your bulletin and uh, all the needed information will be in there. Same with our business meetings. I'll continue to uh, announce those. But I want to make mention of this as well. Uh, Super Saturday Soul Winning. Uh, that's coming up in just a few more weeks. Uh, our, our conference is starting uh, the week uh, or the week after Super Saturday Soul Winning. Uh, so whatever day that is, so that's 19 days until uh, the conference. That means we only have, uh, I think, seven or eight days until we have that Super Saturday Soul Winning. So uh, please mark that in your calendars. Uh, make plans to come out for that. If you can only come out and just pray for those who are going out knocking on doors, that's A-OK -okay by me. Uh, we need your prayers. Uh, if nothing else, then stay home and pray for us, please. Uh, if nothing else, just pray for us as we go out. Uh, we need your prayers. There's a group of us, and I think we generally have about 10 uh, every week. About six of us every week will go actually go out and knock on doors. And uh, I believe uh, we've gotten, we've dwindled our supply of gospel tracts down to right about 100 of them. 
That's all we've got left. So we've really only got, uh, I need to order some this week, really, uh, to get them here in time so that we actually have some for the next couple of months. Uh, but praise the Lord for that. I ordered a thousand of them about six months ago. And we've gone through a thousand gospel tracks. That means a thousand people got the gospel that didn't have it before in the last six months. And uh, so praise the Lord for that. I want to make mention as well, last month we didn't do this, but I think we ought to do it this month. Uh, we ought to make it a priority to get some of those John and Romans out. Uh, I've got 250 of them over there. Uh, if you need some, go ahead and take them with you. Uh, it's not uh, uh, just limited to that Saturday. Uh, let's get them out all the time. If you've got friends or family members or co-workers that, uh, you know, you wouldn't really be able to give them a whole Bible, but you might be able to give them one of those. Uh, take, a, take a stack with you. Uh, take a handful. Take five or six of them with you. Uh, but that's something I want to work on this, um, this month at our Super Saturday Soul Winning. But that's, again, that's Saturday, October the 28th, and uh, just going to be a wonderful time. We'll meet here at the church at 10 o'clock, and we'll be getting out and getting busy around 1030 uh, in the morning that day. So uh, we'll have coffee and donuts, enough to get everybody, uh, get their energies up and uh, ready to go and knock on some doors. So please put that in your calendars, uh, and please, in preparation for this, uh, we need to be praying. Uh, you know, uh, when one Super Saturday Soul Wedding is over, uh, if anything, we ought to take every Saturday morning around 1030 and just say, Hey, Lord, uh, three weeks from now, we're going to have this again. And I pray that you just work in a mighty way. Uh, and it might be uh, it might be another uh, week after that. You say, Lord, uh, uh, two weeks from now, we're going to have uh, Lord uh, this again. And I pray that you just work in it. Uh, but please, please be praying for it. We need your prayers. We covet your prayers. We desperately need them. Uh, so be praying for that, please. Uh, and I want to also remind everybody, we're very excited tonight. Uh, this morning, we had Miss Sherry Rich come forward for membership. And uh, that was very exciting to invite her to the membership. But tonight, uh, we have two families coming for membership. And uh, really, that's half the people that are here tonight. So uh, half the people are going to come up here and, and, and we'll uh, accept them into membership. But uh, we've got the Bates family that's joining this evening. And then also the Cole family that's here with us. They're going to be joining this evening as well. So uh, we're very excited about that. And I'll just make mention of one more thing here this evening. Then I'll be done. I'll, uh, we'll move on to our next hymn. Uh, but I want to make mention of this. Our missions Christmas uh, uh, gift is coming up. Uh, here we're wanting to get it out to them around, uh, hopefully within the first few weeks of November. And um, if you would please be praying for that. We need about $900 uh, to get that to all of our missionaries. We've got nine missionaries now. And that we're supporting on a monthly basis, but we want to give them a little something extra. We give them our normal support in December. Uh, we don't diminish our support because we're giving them a gift. Uh, we keep the same support, but we want to give them something extra. We want to give each of them $100. Uh, and it's not a huge amount, but it's something that we want to give that's just a little bit extra uh, to let them know that we appreciate them, to let them know that we love them, uh, and that we want them to do something nice, whether it's take their family out for dinner uh, or, or to maybe get themselves some groceries or something for the week of Christmas. But uh, if you'd be praying about that, and uh, if you could just pray that the Lord would, would raise that money, maybe the Lord's laid it on your heart to give some to that. Uh, if you want to give to that, please just mark on your offering envelope, uh, uh, Missionary Christmas. And what I'm going to do is, normally we don't do an offering on uh, Wednesday night or Sunday night. We just generally just have a Sunday morning offering. Uh, but what I'm going to do for the next couple of weeks to give you more opportunities is we're going to have a special offering on Sunday night uh, and Wednesday night. And if you want to just give to that, we'll just take uh, whatever comes in the plate for those two 
services, uh, and we're going to give that to our missionaries. Those will be our missions offerings. So uh, we're going to do that tonight as well. Uh, so we will have an offering tonight. It'll just be, uh, just know this though, that all of that money, whatever you give, if it's just a, a, a dollar bill or whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's going straight to that missions uh, Christmas fund. We want to make sure that we give them a good gift this year and uh, make sure that there's something for them. Uh, but I believe that's all the announcements that I have for today. If you would, please get your hymn books out one more time. Uh, we'll turn to hymn number 170. Hymn number 170, One Day. Hymn number 170, One Day. We'll sing it together. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last. One day when heaven was filled with his praises. One day when sin was as black as could be. Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin dwelt among men my example is he living he loved me dying he saved me buried he carried my sins far away rising he justified day uh, that's what a what a song that really if we were to sing all the verses there uh, man it would tell a story of Jesus love for us uh, one day he died on that tree for us and man uh, what a wonderful thing that was we're gonna sing our song of the month at this time uh, we're gonna sing it together just one time if you have your bulletin with you uh, if you don't have a bulletin we've got some more out there um, we're going to sing our song of the month. Great and mighty is the Lord our God. Great and mighty is He. We'll sing it out together one time this evening. Great and mighty is the Lord our God. Let's sing it this evening. Great and mighty is the Lord our God. Great 
great God, don't we? Man, some good songs this evening. We started off with praise Him, praise Him. Uh, we've got so much to praise Him for. Then we sang one day, and what a wonderful day that will be. I think of that other song, uh, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see, when He takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. Uh, man, what a day, glorious day that will be. And then uh, how great and mighty our Lord God is. Uh, what a wonderful thing that is. As I was saying, we're going to take uh, that offering this evening for uh, just for the um, missionary Christmas. Uh, so if you put something in the offering plate today, uh, uh, go ahead and just put that in there for that. And uh, that'd be wonderful. If we could get that money raised, that'd be great. I'm going to ask uh, Brother Jim if you want to come forward this evening. Uh, and you want to do that, it, it'd be fine if just, just Brother Jim came up for that this evening, and then I'll just pray for this offering. And we'll, just, uh, we'll give this, and uh, please uh, give, give generously for that uh, this evening uh, so that we can get that to those missionaries. Well, let's have a word of prayer for this uh, special offering. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for our missionaries. Uh, Lord, they're so good to us, and we're, we're so uh, grateful that we, that we can be a part of the work that they are doing. Uh, Lord, and I pray that you'd be with this offering, Lord. I pray that it'd be a special blessing to them. Uh, Lord, as we want to raise this money to give that to them, Lord, I pray that you'd just, uh, Lord, work in it. Lord, I pray that it'd just be a blessing to them. Maybe it's exactly what they needed, Lord. Uh, Lord, I pray that we'd be an encouragement to our missionaries. Lord, we love you. Thank you for all that you've given to us. In your name I pray. Amen. As he's taking that offering, welcome each other to the service. Uh, you can shake one another's hand or just wave to each other. That, that's fine. If you want to be an introvert, you can just wave. I'm an introvert, so I'll just wave to everybody this evening. together uh, this evening. Let's get our Bibles out and we'll turn to Joshua 24. We're going to do our Bible reading, our, our scripture reading at this time. Joshua 24. And we're just going to read four verses together. Actually, sorry, five verses together this evening. Let's stand together as we do. Uh, Joshua chapter 24, beginning in verse number 14. And I'll begin reading in verse number 14. I know there's, there's Bibles in the front of your pews if you don't, uh, if you don't have one. You can grab one of those. It should be right in the front of your pew there. We should have some pew Bibles. But Joshua 24, uh, beginning in verse number 14. And uh, I'll read verse number 14 if you'll join in with me on verse number 15. And we'll read responsively down through verse number 18 uh, this, this evening. Joshua 24, beginning in verse number 14. I still hear a few uh, pages turning this evening. I'll give you a few moments to get there. Uh, Joshua tw chapter 24. Again, I'll begin in verse number 14, and if you'll join in with me on verse number 15, we'll read responsively down through verse number 18 together uh, this evening. Joshua chapter 24. If you're there this evening, say amen. 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 That's about two of us. We'll see if uh, we'll, we, we'll have to start doing some sword drills. Maybe I'll do a couple sword drills before we get started next time. We'll all get real good at doing the Bible. You know, maybe I'll do what uh, Brother John does in Sunday school. I'll bring a bag of candy up here. Maybe that'll get, if ever, whoever gets there first, I'll throw a piece of candy at him. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be that guy. Maybe I'll bring some puppets in to, to preach to y'all with puppets. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that either. No, we're not going to do that. Joshua 24, if you're there, if you're there, say amen again. Amen. That's a little better. We got a few more there now. Joshua 24, I'll begin in verse number 14. If you'll join in verse 15, we'll read down to verse number 18 together. Now therefore fear the Lord, and serve him in sincerity and in truth. 
and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, and which did those great signs in our sight, and preserved us in all the way wherein we went, and among all the people through whom we passed. And altogether on verse number 18, And the Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites which dwelt in the land. Therefore we will also serve the Lord, for he is our God. Amen. You may be seated. We'll sing one more hymn together if you'll turn to hymn number 26. Hymn number 26, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Man, I think there's a theme going on here with these songs. Uh, we're singing about how great our God is and how we ought to praise Him and uh, how He died for our sins. Man, uh, let's sing it together. Number 26, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Sing it out on the first, the second, and the last this evening. Sing it with some power. A mighty fortress is our God. Let's sing it on that second verse. Give it some power in this evening.
it's, that's a good song if we, uh, if, if I could remember how the whole thing went, but it's a good song. I love that last verse there. That was a, a pretty powerful verse there, but let's get our Bibles out. Uh, at this time, Joshua 24, we're going to start our uh, preaching time now. Uh, if you would please turn to uh, Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24. We're going to have a little bit of a choice tonight. I'm going to give you all a choice. And uh, if you can't tell by the passage of scripture that we read, uh, there's just two choices on the shelf. Amen. And serving God or serving self. And uh, but Joshua chapter 24, y'all should be pretty close to there already. I should let y'all know this. Uh, I haven't said this yet, but and maybe you haven't put two and two together yet. But uh, whatever we read during our Bible scripture reading time, you might as well put a bookmark there because that's the first verses we're going to read in the message. So. I'll let y'all know. I'll give y'all a, a quick tip for, for the future reference. Uh, but Joshua chapter 24, verse number 14 this evening, we'll read uh, a few verses here. It says here, Now therefore fear the Lord, and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods uh, which your father served on the other side of the flood, and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land uh, of Egypt, from the house of bondage, in which did those great signs in our sight, and preserved us in all the way wherein we went, and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites which dwelt in the land. Therefore we will also serve the Lord, for he is our God." Herein, in, these, in this passage of scripture, uh, there lies an important decision that the Israelites were confronted with by Joshua. This is the same decision uh, that every Christian must make uh, before God. If you've been saved from your bondage to sin, and, you're a now, and you are now a child of God, the question is, who are you going to serve? Who are you going to serve? Most Christians, and I believe most people in this room today, would say very quickly and very readily, I will serve the Lord. Uh, I'll quote what uh, Isaiah said, Here am I, send me. Uh, we would very readily say, Well, I, I'll put my hand up to that. I'll serve the Lord for that. But notice what Joshua said to the Israelites before he posed to them the important question, Who will you serve? Look at verse number 14, if you would, with me. It says there, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in what? Sincerity and in truth. Then he also gives some more instructions. He says there also, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And what? Serve ye the Lord. Before they were given that decision to make, they were told what that decision meant. Uh, it's not a decision to just say, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those. You know, I, yeah, I'll, I'll say, I'll hold my Bible and say, yeah, I'm one of those. Uh, there's a little bit more that comes to it than just saying, I will serve the Lord. There's a little bit that comes with that. 
You know, it's the same uh, when uh, Joshua uh, gave them uh, this, uh, these instructions before he said, will you serve the Lord? He broke down what it meant uh, to serve the Lord, and we're giving the, given the same uh, instructions today. There are three things, if you look at that uh, passage of Scripture, uh, that we are to do that is a part of serving the Lord. If you say tonight and you make the decision, uh, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord, there's some things that come along part of that. It, it comes right along with it. Number one, we got to fear the Lord. Hey. Didn't we talk about that this morning? We talked about how the fear of God is, ha, has been lost in our generation today. Uh, honestly, it was lost in many generations before us, but uh, we see it very prevalent today that the fear of the Lord is, uh, has lost. It, it's, it's, it's gone at this point. But then also, we are to number two, serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And then number three, we are to put away the gods of our fathers on the other side of the flood. They were, these, were, these were the three things that they were given that went along with serving the Lord. And there's no difference for us as Christians today. Those three things have to go along with us. If we're going to truly serve the Lord, uh, then those things come right along with us. I'll say this this evening, though. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. Who will we serve? You know, eventually, uh, we are going to serve someone or something. And Jesus said this in Luke chapter 16, verse number 13. I'll read this verse, and then we'll pray, and we'll get, uh, we'll get a little bit more into it. I got a little bit ahead of myself here. Uh, forgot to uh, pray before the sermon. I got a little bit too excited about it. But Luke chapter 16, verse number 13, it says, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. If we are to decide to serve God, then there's some things that we're going to have to do. Because there's going to come a point in our life when we have to choose one or the other. There is no way that we can serve God without fearing Him. There is no way that we can serve God uh, without serving Him in sincerity and in truth. There's no way that we can serve God without getting rid uh, of those old gods that, uh, that, and that's small g, by the way. That's not large g. That's, that's small g there. Uh, and that's uh, what we, we cannot serve God unless we get some of those out of our life or all of them out of our life. We cannot serve both God and the world. It's not possible. Uh, we cannot serve God and ourselves at the same time. Uh, maybe it'll work for a little while. Maybe you can serve God and, and you can live in the world for a little while, but there's going to have to come a point in your life where you choose one or the other. That's what the Bible's saying there in Luke chapter number 16. He's saying you cannot serve both. You cannot serve both. At one point in your life, one of those will take precedence over the other. Well, is it going to be God or is it going to be the world? Let's pray and we'll get into the message this evening. Heavenly Father, God, I pray that you'd be with me. Lord, as I preach uh, the word that you've laid on my heart this evening, Lord, I pray that it would be, uh, Lord, I pray that it would be uh, usable and applicable in our lives. Lord, I pray that what would be heard this evening would not be my words. Lord, I pray that what would come through today, Lord, would be the word of, uh, uh, that, we, that we see here in this blessed old book that we hold in our hands, Lord. I pray that you take control of your servant this evening. Lord, I pray that in everything you would have preeminence. 
I pray that you'd be glorified above all else in the service this evening. I pray that you'd fill me with your power as I preach. In your name I pray. Amen. So that brings us to number one. Fear the Lord. We spoke about it a little bit this morning. Actually, we spoke about it quite a bit this evening. Uh, uh, this morning, sorry. Uh, we spoke about it uh, entirely uh, relating to uh, the downfall of our world today. Uh, if we wanted to, we could look back and see uh, where in, in Adam's day, there was, uh, there's a beginning of the downfall. What was it that began the downfall? Well, it was a lack of, of fear of the Lord, was it not? There was a pridefulness. Uh, in the garden that, 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 be, that began the fall. But that's number one. We are to fear the Lord. Proverbs 8.13 says this, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. Proverbs 23, verse number 17 says this, Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. The fear of the Lord... Uh, the definition of the fear of the Lord is to morally reverence the Lord. Is to morally reverence that Lord. That, is, that means uh, that's to hold Him up in a high position of moral value. When it, when it comes to our morals, to fear the Lord means we're going to hold Him up in the place that He ought to be. Morally, uh, if you're to define that word, uh, it is with reference to the principles of right and wrong behavior. And the reverence, that word defined, is deep respect for someone or something. So if we are to fear the Lord, which is to be morally in reverence to the Lord, then that automatically means that we cannot be a friend of the world. Uh, yes, we have to live in the world. Yes, we are here and we are called uh, to reach the world. But we cannot be a friend of the world. We cannot condone the sins of the world at the same time as we are serving God. I will say this, and I've said it many times from this pulpit before. We will never look down on somebody because of their sin. Ever. I will never do that. I'm not here to condemn anybody. That's not what we're here to do. Uh, what does uh, Jesus set the example of in the New Testament? Uh, he sees the woman who is caught in adultery. What does he say? He said, where are thou thine accusers? They left. Why? Because uh, none of them had the righteousness uh, and none of them were good enough. None of them uh, had the power uh, to condemn her. And what did Jesus say? I'm the only one who can condemn thee. What did he say to her? Go and sin no more. So that does not mean, though, that along with that, we are to condone the sins of the world. If we are to serve God, then we must, uh, we must look at sin as truly being sin. Uh, we cannot uh, uh, put uh, little covers on it and pretend that it's something that it's not. You know what they've, they've always said, and uh, I've, always, I've always heard this said about our bus out there. He said, you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. We can dress it up any way we like. We can dress up sin no matter what. Uh, you know, we can change the name of sin so that it's not, it doesn't sound as bad anymore. But it does not mean that it is not sin. So if we, are to, <clears throat> if we are to truly fear the Lord and we are to truly serve Him the way uh, that He would have for us to serve Him, uh, number one, we cannot be a friend of the world. But number two, we cannot condone the sins of the world. Yes, I'm going to accept every person that comes through that door. I'm, am I going to accept their sin? No. Right. Not in a second. 
Will I accept them and love them? Yes. I will welcome them with open arms. Will I have to, uh, at some point, open up the Word of God and show them what the Bible says about their sin? Yes. But it must be done in love. It must be done uh, showing them that uh, I will never condemn you for what you're doing. Uh, but the Bible tells us there's a certain way that God wants for uh, those who love Him to serve and to live their lives. And uh, I cannot condone what is going on in the world. I cannot condone the sin. But I love the people. I love the people, and I'm going to try to lead them to the truth of what is right. That does not uh, uh, pull away from my duty to fear the Lord. Uh, to love the sinner does not mean uh, I can't serve the Lord. That's not what it's talking about there of serving two masters. That's not, that, doesn't, that doesn't play in there. Uh, you know, Jesus set us a much better example there than, uh, than we could ever have imagined when he, he, he accepted the person who was committing the sin. And what did he say? Those, those words, it was, go and sin no more. He, he didn't say, uh, daughter, uh, what you did was, was not wrong. He didn't look at her and say, daughter, uh, you know, it wasn't that bad what you did, so you might as well get up and go anyhow. No, what did he say? He said, go and what? Sin no more. He, he recognizes sin as being sin. And if we are to fear God the way we ought to fear God, uh, then our churches today are going to have to stand up. Uh, it doesn't mean that you've got to call it out from the pulpit. Uh, it doesn't mean that you've got to make them stand up and, and, and administer some church discipline to them. That's not what that means. It means that we've got to remember uh, that sin is sin, but we've got to love the sinner. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we've got to come in and welcome the sin. I mean, uh, these churches that uh, they, they, they're having, and I don't, I don't get this. I apologize if this offends you, but oh no, I don't apologize because it's sin, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Uh, but these churches that are calling the drag people in uh, to their services—I mean, what in the world? Uh, what's going on there? That's going a little bit too far in loving these people, amen. You know, you can love them, you can love them, but there's no way that we're going to allow that, and we're not going to condone that in our church. Uh, it's not to say that, uh, that we think they're a dirty, rotten sinner and they're going to hell because the Bible says that there's none righteous, no, not one. Uh, I'm just as bad as they are. I, I'm no better than they are, so I'm going to love them just as much as I'd want them to love me. But that doesn't mean that I have to start flying a pride flag at our church. It's not going to happen. We're going to look at sin as being sin. We're going to fear the Lord. And we're going to give Him the reverence that He deserves. We're going to give him that reverence. Number two, not only number one are we to fear the Lord, but number two, we are to serve him in sincerity, in truth. 1 Corinthians 5, verse number 8 says this, Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. It means something to be sincere. What do we talk about? We talked about this, I think it was uh, four or five weeks now, and I don't know if you all remember half of the messages that I preach anyhow, but uh, this one was four or five weeks ago, uh, and I preached about this, how our words ought to mean something. Our promises ought to mean something. Now, I say that, and uh, I know uh, Jesse's looking at me right now, and he's laughing because uh, I, I, we, we scheduled a, a dinner with them, that, that Tuesday after that Sunday, I think it was that Sunday that we set it up, wasn't it? I preached on keeping your promises on Sunday, made a dinner, uh, 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 made, uh, uh, 
if I can find my words, whatever. We, we, we scheduled a dinner together, and then the next day, Brother John and I flew to Georgia to pick up that bus, and it was 30-something hours before we got home. And uh, I could not do anything that night. So I say that, and uh, I broke my promise the very next day. So, hey, I say this, your pastor's no better than anybody else, okay? Uh, that just goes to show it. Uh, but still, our words are useless unless there is action and meaning placed behind them. It is so very easy to use words, but sincerity and truth is an honest effort that's placed behind those words. We must place sincerity and honesty behind what we say to God. So if you make a decision today that you will serve the Lord, you ought to mean it. There ought to be some sincerity behind what you're saying uh, it does not mean uh, that when you use the sincerity and honesty that you'll never fail. Like I told uh, Brother, uh, Brother Jesse there, uh, I made a mistake, and, and yes, I had to go back on my promise. But uh, me, being sincere and, and being with truth uh, does not mean that you'll never fail, uh, but it means that you've applied the effort on your part and on my part to carry out what we say. If I'm going to serve God, uh, I must be sincere and truthful. If I'm truly going to serve God, then when I say I'm going to do, I must do to the fullest capacity that I can. Now, that's, just, that's not to say that everybody that says, uh, God, I'm going to serve you, that does not mean that everybody that says that's got to teach a Sunday school class. Right. It does not mean that everybody that says that's got to start a bus route and start driving the bus and picking up kids to come to church. That's not what I'm saying there. I'm not saying that uh, if you decide today to serve God, uh, then you've got to go and knock on 100 doors a week to keep yourself a good Christian. That's not what I'm saying at all, but what I'm saying here is when you tell God that you're going to serve Him and that you're going to do His will, then I'm telling you, you better do it just to the best of your ability. Uh, it doesn't have to be a great extravagant service. Uh, not everybody has been called uh, by God to pastor a church of thousands uh, or to have a bus route that's got 70-something kids on it where you've got to make two uh, uh, passes to actually get them all. And it's not to say that everybody's got to do that. What I'm saying is, is you just got to serve God to the best of your ability. When you tell God you're going to serve Him, be sincere. Be truthful. Number three. We're to put away the gods of our fathers from before the flood. This one is very important. This one is very necessary for us. Yet many of us fail in this with truly serving the Lord. What were those gods? Uh, what were the gods, sorry, of those before the flood? Let's turn to the book of Matthew real quick. We'll be quick with it. Matthew 24. If you would please, Matthew 24. Verse number 37. I'll read verses 37 through 39 here. Matthew 24. It says here, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. 
and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. I'm going to also look at Luke chapter 17. The same passage of Scripture, just a different perspective of it. Uh, and it says in verse number 26, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also, or be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah came into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the, day, uh, but the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. The gods of their fathers before the flood, I believe those to be the gods of lust, greed, selfishness, pleasure, and pride. They served themselves and their own desires, and had no thought for God at all. They were just like that rich young man, that rich young ruler. He said, uh, I've builded me uh, these barns. And if you've ever heard of that, uh, uh, that story that was given, uh, where he looked at a, upon all of his riches and didn't have room for anything else. Uh, so he said in his pride, he said, well, I'm going to tear these down, and I'm going to build them up, and I'm going to uh, uh, store even more. And what, what happened? He didn't know it, but that night God was coming for him. If we are going to serve God, we have to put away these gods as well. If we are going to truly serve God, we will have to put them away. You know, God is not forcing us to do this. That's why I say, tonight, it is your choice. All of these things that I've spoke about, God's not forced any one of you to do this. It's your choice. God did not force the Israelites either. Joshua told them specifically, he did not say, uh, ye must serve the Lord. What did he say? He said, choose you this day whom ye will serve. He gave them a choice. It's not something where God is forcing you uh, to serve Him in this way. But it's still a choice that we must make. Are you going to serve God or serve the world and self? In choosing one, you turn your back on the other. It's, it's, one comes right along with the other. Amen. You choose the world, you turn your back on God. You choose God, you turn your back on the world. It's necessary. Joshua twenty four fifteen says, uh, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. What is he saying there? If you don't want to serve the Lord, then you're going to choose... Because if you're not going to serve the Lord, then you're going to serve the gods that were on the other side of the flood. It's just, it's, it's cause and effect. It's just, if you switch to one, then you're going to turn your back on the other. If you switch to the other one, you're going to turn your back to the other. But what did Joseph, or what did Joshua say here? He said, you can do as you will, whatever you guys want to do. Whatever you choose to do, that's up to you. You have free will. You've been given that free will of God. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua was a great man and a great leader, not only of Israel, but of his own house. Joshua was successful and blessed, uh, not because he was some great man, uh, but it was because he took the hard road, uh, but it was the right road, and that was to serve God. 
Oh, why was Joseph blessed? Why was he uh, so greatly blessed? Uh, it was not because Joshua was some great person. It wasn't that Joshua was the one who had uh, just the perfect hair. And he was always dressed in the finest of tunics. It wasn't because of that. It was because uh, Joshua said uh, that as for me and my house, uh, we're going to turn our back on the world. Uh, we're going to turn our back on the sins of the world. Uh, we're going to get away from them and we're going to turn unto God and we're going to serve God. Yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, it's not going to be easy. Yes, there's going to be times that I'm going to want to go back to some of those things uh, that I had in my old life. Uh, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Who will you serve? Who will you serve this evening? A lot of churches say that they serve God, but they don't serve Him as Joshua stated here. A lot of churches say, man, we're serving God. Uh, man, there's millions of dollars coming into this ministry, and my goodness, there's just so much coming in here. But if they're not fearing God, if they're not serving Him, in sincerity, and if they're not doing that final one that, I, that we talked about here and getting away from uh, uh, the sins of this world, then they're not truly serving God. They're trying to uh, have one foot in the world and one foot uh, with God. They're trying to say, well, I'm a Christian, uh, but I accept this. I'm a Christian, but I want to listen to this. I'm a Christian, but I want to watch this. I'm a Christian, but I want to, I want to talk this way. Uh, I'm a Christian, uh, but I don't want to do this. Uh, you know, I'm a Christian, but I, I only want to go to church one time a week. Uh, I'm a Christian, but I, 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 only, I don't really want to read my Bible. Uh, I'm a Christian, but I don't really want to hear uh, the preaching, the true preaching from the Word of God. Uh, I'd rather go to a church where I can hear a TED Talk or a, uh, or a motivational speech about how great I am and about how much God loves me. And don't get me wrong wrong. Uh, God loves you more than anything. Uh, but I'll say this, uh, there's churches out there today uh, that they've got one foot in Christianity and one foot in the world. And I'll tell you that there's no way that they're going to serve God uh, to the potential that God has for them uh, because they're split. The Bible says you cannot serve God and mammon. You can't serve God in the world. Church, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Will you do the same? Will you make a decision today that no matter what this world does, uh, no matter what comes upon your life, that you will serve the Lord? Will you make that decision? If you'll make that decision today, well, then there's some things that come with it. Those three things that we talked about. You better make sure you're fearing the Lord. Give Him the reverence that He deserves. If you're going to serve the Lord, if you're truly sincere, if you truly make that decision today, then you're going to have to do a few other things as well. You're going to have to serve Him. You're going to have to be a little sincere about it. And then you're going to have to get yourself away from some things. I'll be the first one to tell you it's not always easy. That world right there that has... Uh, seemed like it was a lot of pleasure at the time. That world right there will do uh, everything that it possibly can to grab a hold of me while I'm over here and pull me back. It just wants to get one foot. Yes. That's all it wants to get. 
It just wants you to say, well, let's just take one step. You know, something's happened in the world today, and even in Christianity, and even in churches today, where, where, where God is here, God's standards are here, in the world at one point, maybe uh, they thought, well, I'm a little bit separated, so I'm good. So God is here, the world is over here, and we're here. But as the world goes farther this way, what has happened? Well, I'm still the same distance from the world as I was before, so I'm good. And the world goes farther. And what happens? We're still the same distance from the world as we used to be. Our gauge ought to be how close I am to God, not how far I am from the world. I ought to be more concerned about my closeness with God than I am about my distance away from the world. Because when you turn your back on the world, you automatically are going towards God. But if your focus is continually on how far away from the world you are, where's your focus? Where's your, where's your, where's your face turned turn towards? It's turned towards the world. Because you're constantly gauging, well, okay, they've moved a little bit, so I'm just going to take one more step. I'm still a good distance. I'm still not right where the world is at. I've still got a great gap. But we consistently take steps farther away from God. Our gauge ought to be if I'm close to God, and if my, if my vision is continually this direction and saying, okay, I'm this close to God, I'm just going to stand right here. The world can go as far as it wants back that way, and you're never going to know. Because you're focusing on God. Turn your back on the world. Turn your face uh, to Christ. Church family, if we want to be successful, then we've got to come before the Lord and commit our lives to Him as He would have for us to do. We need a church today that's going to say, each and every one of us individually, not just your pastor, we need a group of church people today who will come forward and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We need a group of church people today who will say, no matter how far the world goes that way, I'm going to stay the same closeness to God. We need a group of church people today who will say that I will serve the Lord and not don't... Don't just come and make a decision uh, that's just a decision so that you can say you made the decision. If you're going to make a decision to serve the Lord, make it in sincerity. If you're going to come down when the piano plays here in just a moment, and if you're going to come down to this altar and say, Lord, I promise I will serve you, then be ready. Be ready and be sincere. I'll say this, when you make that decision, the devil's going to attack. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I, I wish I could say, and man, wouldn't it be wonderful if when we decided to serve God, the devil's darts just stopped coming at us. It doesn't happen, though. It doesn't happen. But I'll say this. If you decide today that you're going to come forward and say, God, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord and you do it with sincerity, and you do it with the fear of God, and you do it realizing full well that you're going to get yourself away from the world, then God's going to use you more than He's ever used you in the past. 
You're going to see opportunities open up in your life to witness to people that you've never had an opportunity before. You're going to see open uh, opportunities uh, for mended relationships like you've never seen before. God's going to open up so much in your life. You're going to be like, what in the world just happened? And I'm not going to say it's going to be an instant uh, reaction in your life. I'm not saying, uh, I'm no prosperity preacher up here talking to you, saying that when you come down here and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, uh, that you're going to go and look at your bank account afterwards. You're going to have $10,000 in there. Man, wouldn't that be nice? But it doesn't happen. I'm sorry. But God will use you. God will use you. Make that decision today, church. I want to see a church... I don't care if we get more than 20 people in this church building ever. I don't care about that. I want to see a group of church people who are dedicated that say, as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. I'll say this, though. If we had a church, uh, a group of 20 people in our church that would say that and would get dedicated to that, the church wouldn't stay 20 people for very long. God blesses. God grows. And when we get serious with God, He gets serious with us. Make that decision today. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The decision is yours. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this time that we've had, Lord. I pray that, Lord, you would use what it is that was said today. Lord, I know in my heart, I know that I I can be guilty sometimes, Lord, of uh, as the world goes away, Lord, I'll take a a little bit of a step, uh, Lord, in thinking that, Lord, well, I'm the same distance I was before. Lord, I pray that you get that, out of my, uh, get that out of my thought process, Lord. I pray that you'd help me, Lord. I pray that you'd be with those who are here today. The piano's going to play and the altars are open. Maybe the Lord has gotten a hold of your heart. Maybe He's letting you know that today is the day that you need to say that no matter what, I am going to serve the Lord. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Nobody's looking around. Maybe the Lord is just speaking to you today and saying, well, uh, you know, I know you've been uh, uh, faithful to me, but I want you to make that, uh, rededicate yourself today. Say, God, that no matter what happens in this life, that I will serve you. Maybe the last time that you promised that, there wasn't that sincerity. The altars are open. This is your chance to uh, come forward. I'm not saying this is your only chance, but uh, you can come forward right now and say, God, that no matter what, no matter what happens in this life, no matter what difficulties come, uh, no matter what this world does, no matter how, much, how far away this world goes, Lord, I'm going to stay focused on you. Lord, I'm going to serve you. Lord, my family is going to serve you. Make that decision today. If you haven't accepted Christ this evening if you don't know what that means to know Christ as your Savior (coughs) you have the opportunity this evening there is nothing that anybody in this church would want more than to open up the word of God and show you what it means to be saved that's the first step I know we talked about serving God, but the first step to serving God is getting on your knees in humbleness and saying, God, I know I'm a sinner. God, I know I've done wrong. But God, I ask you to come into my heart. That opportunity is available for you this evening. The altars are open. The piano is going to play and you come.
Heavenly Father, God, I thank you so much for the time that we've had this evening. Lord, I pray that it would have been honoring and glorifying to you. Lord, I pray that you would have spoken to hearts this evening, Lord, through the singing and through the preaching, Lord. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't go from this place, uh, Lord, uh, worse than we were when we came. Lord, I pray that we would have made a decision today to leave this place better than we came. Lord, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, give us strength as we go home from this place. Lord, I pray that you keep us safe. Uh, Lord, give us a good week, Lord. I pray that you give each and every one of us an opportunity to show somebody the gospel this week. I pray that you give me personally an opportunity, Lord, to uh, show somebody what it means to be saved. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this time that we've had. In your name I pray. Amen. Before we're dismissed, uh, I'd like to announce we have, <clears throat> if I can talk here, uh, we've got a few families that are coming forward for membership. So I'm going to ask uh, the Cole family if you want to just come up and sit on this front pew up here. And uh, the Bates family, if you want to come sit up on this pew up here, uh, we're going to welcome them into our membership. And uh, what we're going to do, we're just going to come up and shake y'all's hands, okay? That's, the, that's all it is. You don't got to worry about reciting a poem or nothing. You just got to try to remember everybody's names, that's all. <laughs> well, I'm going to have a quiz for you. So this person, no, I'm kidding, I'm not going to do that. Uh, but man, it's wonderful to have these. And uh, the Coles have been coming for quite a while now. And uh, of course, Brother John and his family, they're uh, missionaries. Uh, but they are, um, we are supporting them now, and they are our missionaries. Uh, we are now their sending church, so this is, this is their home base, and along with that comes membership. So uh, we're so glad to have both of them. So if you would, please, we're going to close our service. You're, you are dismissed. Come on up forward and uh, shake their hand and welcome them to the membership.